0: when we were at Casa de History of Westeros. It wasn't hard. <laughs> did
1: she say Daddy Yankee?
0: Why did Alexis say that?
1: We're in Washington, DC. Beyond the Wall has finished. Hannah, thank you for inviting our podcast into your home.
0: I know we have our official recording studio set up in my living room. We
1: repurposed her desk and have drank most of her diet sodas.
0: All of the diet sunk. Most of it. <laughs> and
1: just now before we started recording her Alexa unit, which is this is one of the coolest things. You've got your lights programmed to it. That's pretty cool. It you is. Saw, I'm you like sent like a weirdly message to your dad after I'm like the episode. It was over. About
0: it. <laughs> so
1: we just watched the episode together.
0: We just watched the episode, and after we finished watching the episode. We both sat there in silence because I kept trying to talk about things from the episode. It was tough. And we talk about this, that amount of time between us watching the episode and us actually sitting down to record is always difficult because all we want to do is scream about what is going on. But we were sitting next to each other watching this episode. And, and we, so it was like a balance between it was <laughs> yelling really hard stuff not at to do the show while we were watching the <laughs> I know, episode. I what you said. Like, while we started watching the episode, you were like, should we start recording right now? Which would have been a disaster.
1: Yeah, also impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we did actually record a little bit, but it'll probably be on Patreon. We
0: did. We recorded our, like, initial...
1: Reactions to things like Tormund and the Hound. Yes. having
0: It's mostly just us screaming.
1: This episode was amazing. We're going to have our second episode of the week where things are, I guess, more... You guys have been listening but all season. Tonight. You know how it is. Not
0: tonight. <laughs>
1: this is the leaked episode. We did not watch the leak.
0: We didn't watch the leak.
1: This was uh, an episode to watch together. This was a different. This was a whole different thing.
0: This episode was unbelievable. This episode, we can talk about all the specific things that happened in the episode that were amazing. But I think that before we dive into like plot stuff, that we have to talk about the way the episode looked, oh, yeah. because the majority of the time, I mean, a lot of great stuff happened in this episode, and we'll get into detail. But most of us reacting as we were watching it together was about scenery and the way that it was shot and just how unbelievable it looked beyond the wall it was epic it was unbelievable every shot was unbelievable yeah,
1: they balanced a lot of color which is different because season 2 season 1 things that were shot in Iceland beyond the wall i felt like it was much more gray and blue and that mm-hmm. was it but in this i saw uh, i saw the sun like baking on on Cliffs in the background. I saw a nice warm palette mix in and the brown tones on their fur as well mm-hmm. were highlighted by that some and I noticed that John's outfit was was a charcoal gray versus like uh, Thoros had a darker black or no Beric had like a darker black. Right. And so they all just kind of really popped out from the the scenery like images. It was the costuming was unbelievable in this episode mm-hmm. daenerys's outfit when Daenerys she started walking me. the <laughs> back outfit. when she walked toward drogon uh-huh. oh my god. i was like
0: is that her ice outfit is that her ice outfit
1: <laughs> i know i saw someone on twitter who was like where's ghost are they skinned ghost to give danny that outfit oh, i was like okay. yeah that's rough <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's like i don't like that one
1: very much uh, speaking of twitter um tonight has been too fun I know that some of you guys watched the leaks though, because it was gifts prepared. In Everybody advance. <laughs>
0: was so ready with their tweets. So and you ready. know what? I'm not mad about it. No, it was there fun. were so many good ones. Yeah.
1: No, the extra time was was great because so many people that usually play around with us online and our friends uh, were doing it even like more so tonight. Right. And they're still coming in. I know. I was going to say, we kept, we
0: kept pausing or we just kept delaying recording, sort mm. of, because we were just reading through all the different tweets. But people are going to be tweeting about this episode and talking about this episode. For a long time.
1: So just apart from the scenery, what about it? Like, what's important to you? What's your biggest draw out of it?
0: I don't know. I feel like that's a really tough question. Yeah. Because I think about the things that happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. And you think about things that quote unquote happened. Not a lot happened. I mean, a lot happened. What was but-
1: there two locations?
0: Winterfell. Well, East Watch, East north Watch, North of the Wall. Of the wall. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for the most part, there's two locations. And... There was a lot of really great conversations, but a lot of them were callbacky, which is you know, I don't mind that. I think especially we talk, we talked a lot about this season when that's done well, and I think some of it was done quite well. Um, specifically Jorah and Baric talking about Pike was
1: That was so was cool.
0: So unbelievable. Um
1: When Jorah says I thought you were the bravest man I had ever yes, seen. I
0: know. That was just I know.
1: Unexpected depth at the end of season seven, toward the end of season seven, right when we feel like the show is, you know, giving us too much time with John and Danny on the cliff, we get gratuitous walking. We get gratuitous footage of these guys. Mm-hmm. I was so excited that we spent so much time with those characters in this episode.
0: I think that was my favorite part.
1: Yeah, it was easily my favorite
0: part. Yeah. I I loved the conversations that they had. I loved the pacing of it that we got to spend this time with these a seemingly random group of people who have so much connection and history and backstory mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of moments from all those different conversations that really stand out to me
1: the um offer up of john when he handed yeah long claw to Jora, yeah oh my gosh
0: we, well, what did you say <laughs> while we were watching you we so were like
1: honoring each, each other <laughs> it's like but eventually Jora won he was like well my family cast me away so they just you know i've i've forfeited it and john thinks and he's like <laughs> All right.
0: And he's like, "Yeah, I'll keep <laughs> he on." Keeps it. That was a really, really sweet moment, though, for for John to do that, and I felt like
1: we are uh, going to be all over the place tonight. I, I can already are, tell. We're always I'm always all totally over the fine. place. I know. But <laughs> when I just, are we not I'm all over just the my place? Ma- uh, what about when John was fighting side by side north of the wall with Lord Commander Mormont's son?
0: Yes. With
1: yes. The family sword. Yes. Good God.
0: As, as John, or as Jorah said to John. Lord Commander Mormont did not ever think that Jorah would even make it back to Westeros, ever. And now here he is, north of the Wall.
1: North of the Wall, fighting against White Walkers. And it's
0: seemingly impossible they're going to lose the whole time.
1: I mean, that was devastating. Yeah. What the hell?
0: I was thinking about (laughs) it as I was watching it. Stress levels were not as high as Battle of the Bastards stress levels for me. Well,
1: it's because they had the the lake. Right. The White Walkers, or the Whites, stopped. And the, but when
0: the hound threw that stone, that was, the ugh, whole time... One of the greatest
1: moments of my <laughs> <Yeah>. life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the hound's throwing rocks at those guys. And we're like, yeah, that's hilarious. Get it. We'd all do that too. And then he throws the one stone at it, falls short. And, and one guy like, yeah, steps yeah, I out. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> someone on our
1: Twitter tweeted us about that guy. I guess people on Twitter tweet. He, someone on our Twitter sent us a message. They did something. And it said uh, that white skipped leg day.
0: On one leg specifically. <laughs>
1: That was one of the fiercest <laughs> yeah, yeah. whites of them all. Did you see his face?
0: Well that the one that gave that him was trouble. The one that
1: yeah, that like caused the the first. hole in the ice and he ended up oh. using Kendry's Warhammer to mm-hmm. and I was thinking, hey Sandor, just go out in on the edge of those rocks and do that around the whole island. Just just knock all the ice out.
0: I know. Get all the ice out of there. Yeah. But I mean when you're under a lot of pressure.
1: I haven't had enough time. We've only watched it one time. I don't know what everyone's saying online. I don't know how you feel about it. I really loved all of it. I really loved all of it.
0: Yes. Well, what were the White Walkers just doing? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved all of it too. I think I have some questions with in terms of dragons and things like that when we get to the end. But I
1: we can do this chronologically.
0: We <laughs> <laughs> don't have to get to the end. But when we end up talking about the end right. of this episode, but I did really love it and these. Character interactions that these guys had as they're fighting for their lives, essentially beyond the wall, was unbelievable. And I also forgot until this moment about Brienne being brought the Hound and Tormund talking about Brienne. That was, I mean, it was so. And what did the Hound say? Then Tormund was like, "Yeah, you know her." Oh, something you know. He was like, "Are you? Are we sure we're talking about the same woman?"
1: He was like, "Are you talking about Brienne of Tar?" I, like, I don't know. I forget. I wish I knew.
0: Because Tormund talks about how they're gonna have. Together, their children will be great monsters to conquer the world. <laughs>
1: you do know her.
0: Yeah. And what else? Torment tells the hound that he's kissed by fire, just like him. I know. You know, just like every, we could talk about every single moment that they have, all of these have together. Then we get conversations about John, why he's still alive, and what the Lord of Light has.
1: What a time to finally give us John saying it and acknowledging what happened to him out loud. That, that got me in the chest right there. I was like, Hold on a second. He's like, the Lord of Light didn't speak to me. I don't know what his purpose is. Yeah. And Beric, I forget exactly what he says, but it's to the effect of, well, you know, we don't really know. We're just out here and we know we we have an idea of what we're doing. And John's just like, I I felt like he was accepting what was happening, Mm -hmm. or at least he realized he was with who he was with, doing what he was doing, walking north of the wall, having just left Daenerys, who has three large dragons, and Tyrion's there too, and Theon shows up and all this stuff is happening in his head. And he makes this decision to do this quest north of the wall. And we didn't get to see, like, in the last episode when they were walking outside of the door, we didn't get to see anything else. So this Mm -hmm. was the first time we got to have, like, sort of him away from everybody else, dishing on it with people that are sort of strangers, but also with Tormund there. All like
0: weird bonds. yeah, Yeah.
1: I don't know. Just being around people that were more like him, Yeah, I think. And he was able to be more comfortable with it and they at least brought it out in the television show, then I thought it was a a really interesting choice.
0: Well, John hasn't talked about any of this Mm -mm. at all, at all, since he came back, basically. And so it's it's a question that we've all been asking. And I really, really loved about, they were kind of going back and forth about what their purpose was and kind of how this wasn't going to be a pleasant experience for any of them. And who do we serve? Blah, 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 blah. And John repeats his words from mm-hmm. the night's watch about how oh, shields that like the guards around the men, which is I don't even know it's what to say about all it. I way, just it's all the way
1: back <laughs> to what you said on the last episode that John wants to be a ranger, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. This was him at his peak mm-hmm. finest. Him as Danny and Co. get up on the dragon and he goes he basically tells him to leave and yeah. then he's just gonna finish and this is that's who John John doesn't want to be the guy who sits on the Iron Throne. Right. John wants to be the guy fighting in the thick of it, you know? And so have him say he's a shield that guards the realms of men i feel like he is finding in this new person like this new role that he has he's like finding his place a little bit more yeah as he bends the knee and all these different kinds of things he's getting more comfortable in how he's going to play going forward
1: i feel like he's always been that john but as the stakes are rising around him the people are are pushing him into that role and saying, yeah. "Well, this is what's happening, and this is who you are, and this is what you have to do." So I found that pretty interesting. Yeah. and I think that it was a really fun choice. I don't know if George is going to do it in the books, but I thought it was a really fun choice to put him with those characters North mm-hmm. of the Wall. Like just seeing how it ended up shaking out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if and when we're going to talk about the mission. It's just, it's just one right. of those things.
0: I think that we're coming out of this episode and some of the questions that I have are questions that remain from last episode, which is this whole idea of why they did what they did. Yeah. And then the fact that Danny's one of Danny's dragons is gone because of this idea that they're trying to convince Cersei that this is real. Yeah. It just it feels like ice dragons are cool and I'm into this idea. Oh, I yeah. think, you know, whatever. I'm I'm into can't wait to see it fly around. But I just feel like these are such intense Sacrifices. The stakes are so high for them to just get Cersei to understand what's going on, and I don't understand why they even need her. Gregor
1: there, walking around undead with Kyber and doing all the experiments.
0: Yeah, you know they're already kind of doing their own thing, and they succeeded. Oh yeah. So I guess we'll see how that. I mean, we already we saw in the preview for the next episode. Holy crap! That preview. I know. We're gonna see. Standing in King's Landing. I know. That's crazy. Standing in King's Landing. That is crazy. So, we're going to see how that plays out and whether or not he's going to be able to convince Cersei, but at what cost? I
1: mean, at the cost of the story shifting forward in a totally crazy way. Yeah. Now the Night King has a dragon. Yeah. Like a dragon. So now he can just fly and blow things up with his evil powers Isn't or his natural powers. Breathe
0: fire? It can't, yeah, but it couldn't. Breathe. So, we got this question from Jazz on Twitter. said, Is Viserion a white or a white walker since the Night King can create both?
1: We saw their sneak attack
0: mm-hmm.
1: on White Walker and his thralls,
0: mm-hmm.
1: his boys. Mm-hmm. I don't know when he changed them. I don't know what he was doing <laughs> when he did. But they thought, perfect, we'll sneak up on these guys. When, when you think about the distance that Gendry ran and like yeah. everything that went down, their plan doesn't seem that crazy. If if that little strike force of White Walker or that one White Walker and his whites were all they had to deal with, mm-hmm. they could have totally handled that. Absolutely. Apart from that. Damn polar bear!
0: <laughs> that was intense. He escaped I the jumped. set of Lost. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> did. There's a lot of Lost callbacks in this episode. Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> White Walker and his friends sneak attack. We discover a pretty huge revelation. I'm yes. surprised we haven't talked about it yet. White Walkers change whites. Kill the White Walker. No you more. Kill whites. all the
0: whites that they created that the White Walker created. Right. So my guess would be that there's no way a dragon is gonna become a white because that's too big of a liability.
1: Well then well this dragon would be if you killed the Night King, then the dragon I, would die. So I guess so at, life, at that it, point, doesn't doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But but I guess that's, that's true. That's a good question. This is a guess, but I feel like the Night King probably is the only one that can make the White Walkers. If you remember when the baby was brought to him mm-hmm. and he touched his face and he mm-hmm. he changed the baby. And I don't know if he was changing that baby into a white, which would be strange. I don't know if they age. It seems like they don't age. It seems like they are they were dead and they're rotting. And the White Walkers are brought from that infantile state into the beings that they are. Yeah. And they're like friends with him. Yeah. And they're sort of that race. And so if he's the god of that race and if he's touching babies and turning them into White Walkers, if they went south of the wall and killed everybody, right, mm-hmm. then they would have whites for their army and they would probably take the young and start to change them if they wanted more of them. But I don't know if he would even want more of them. I don't I don't I don't know, I don't know what he wants exactly. We don't
0: understand yeah. the hierarchies of that. Yeah. Or we understand a little bit of the mechanics behind it, sort of, just only because we've seen it a couple of times. But I think there's a lot of questions about what this means, what the implications are. I have questions
1: about what they were doing here exactly and why they were so equipped to take down a mm-hmm. huge dragon. Yeah. Because that was a crack shot. Yeah. I mean, it's believable because they've done crazy things. So right. I'm not saying the show went off and I need them to explain that. I'm, I'm wondering, they were just standing there, you mm-hmm. know, with those lances. Mm-hmm. And they were eyeing down John and the guys on the island. And if he's able to, to see things and to understand things like Bran does, or if he, it seems like he, he has a very similar power and He's born from the same stuff with the Children of the Forest. Then potentially he knew this was all happening, right? But I don't know. It's there's so many misdirections because the the white that was screaming and I guess setting kind of setting off an alarm, but that just brought more whites, didn't it?
0: I don't know. It's all a blur. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) honestly, we need to watch this a few more times. We We really do. Another question I have that's slightly related is what does having an ice dragon mean for this theory of three heads of the dragon? And that might be me trying to force book isms into the show when. I don't want to say there's not a place for it because I think that there is. But, you know, I think that as we are in this territory of going so far off of where the books are, is having questions about Three Heads of the Dragon theories even applicable in this situation? But I don't know. Is an ice dragon completely out of the realm of possibility in A Song of Ice and Fire? We don't know. I don't know. And so to me, I don't think we have an answer to it.
1: The Winds of Winter is going to have is going to have so many revelations because we haven't met the Night King. You know, we don't have a, a real relationship much with them at all. They're even more mysterious after five books than mm-hmm. after however many seasons of the TV show. So it's really hard to say. Yeah. I'm not sure.
0: So, you know, are we in this TV show getting answers? I think in a, in some ways. In this specifically, I'm not sure.
1: Well, didn't you feel like we got answers in season six when they saw the the Night King get – when. The children oh, yeah, of Force created absolutely. him. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And even in this thing about the whites, once the White Walker is killed. How
1: do you feel about that, honestly? Because potentially Danny could have she could have sacrificed her life, let's say. Or even maybe she wouldn't have even died if she would have just steered Drogon toward the the clearly fancy guys I know. on the mountainside. I know. I mean they had lances, they weren't even moving.
0: I think that in first of all, I think there's also yeah, there's lots of questions about how Danny could get there and whatever. I mean, they slept there <laughs> know, overnight, know. you know? I know, but Danny's never been north of the wall.
1: I don't know. I don't want to argue about I don't, that. I mean, I'm no, not, it's not
0: worth it. I, I don't have a real it's opinion. It, no. I'm can, just saying
1: Gendry ran. I know. I feel like they made it. They tried to make the scale feel real because Gendry ran. Right. You know what I mean?
0: And we could have spent this entire season arguing about how people made it to specific places. And it would have been 0% helpful. But Danny getting going into this situation seeing what was happening mm. her not noticing the night king possibly yes. or her you know so i don't that makes sense. blame why didn't she just go straight for them because how would she know
1: my question is more how do you feel about the entire threat of the north being potentially tied to the death of one enemy it could potentially just be the night king oh you're good at throwing lances well we'll just get Fifty of the best yeah. lance throwers that we have, and have it tipped with all the dragon glass that's in Dragonstone. We'll fly the dragons that we have left mm-hmm. down there, or take the ship, take the Lovecraft all the way down to Dragonstone, and we'll bring some back, and we'll throw them at you. Yeah, but if he can see their plan, then it's not going to be that easy.
0: No, and I think we've seen so much this connection that he has with Bran. I don't know. I, I think that there's there's more to it than. The good guys versus the bad guys. Us just trying to kill the Night King.
1: Do you think that the Night King is Bran? I
0: don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know there's a lot of theories out there about whether Bran is the Night King or other. There's lots of theories about who the Night King is, or if the Night King is just the Night King. I don't know.
1: Well, we saw him get created, and he definitely wasn't Bran. Yeah. You know when they, but was that the Night King?
0: I'm just laughing it. At- Bran saying he's a (laughs) three-eyed raven now over and over again. I know. I know. I'm the three-eyed raven now.
1: I don't have the exact answers as far as paradoxes are concerned, but he did kill the three-eyed raven in the tree in season six. Mm -hmm. I don't think it matches up. I don't know for sure. We have the cryptic message, you will fly, and you see Bran flying in crows all the time, Mm -hmm. but he's probably going to get on that dragon. Yeah. It it seems strange, but the way that I feel like – Bran is being juxtaposed against, with his just sort of ethereal quality and everybody else's normal drama, especially in Winterfell. Hmm. (laughs) I got to see your facial expression (laughs) on that one. (laughs) He can't be. We saw him get created, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's a really cool theory, If anybody's going to be the Night King, it's going to be Bran, right?
1: Or that guy that was made. Or
0: that (laughs) That one rando. We have have his name.
1: I forget. That's the kind of stuff I was thinking about, though, when I was seeing the episode, because there toward the end, I feel like... I wasn't impacted like hard home. It was just it was on a much more visceral level. Mm-hmm. Hard was here's the white walkers, here's this guy. I was definitely more frightened with the tone of the horror in hard home mm-hmm. than I was in this. Was it the same for you?
0: Hard home was the first time Hard is us interacting with them for the first time like that, yeah. ever. Yeah. And so and I feel like the situation I feel like the situation in hard home was more dire.
1: I guess it was less people to die, and they chose to come here versus the women and children, and like the fact that it was a, a homestead almost, and that they were.
0: And the first time that we're seeing these people in action, yeah. Have we learned better ways to get rid of them? Not necessarily. I mean, sort of. We got all of them with their dragon glass, so they're prepped to go.
1: Yeah, Jorah with his dual dragon glass daggers. Plus, plus so cool. Danny has dragons. Right, exactly. And she's their friend. And
0: we see Danny. We see pretty early on. The message get to Danny, right? So everything that happens after that, I felt secure. I felt innocent.
1: disappointed because Tyrion didn't jump on that dragon thing,
0: Like get on the dragon. This
1: dragon has three heads, after all. <laughs> I know. he's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> I have Please. three of these lances as well.
0: This is a point that doesn't mean anything, but Tyrion chasing after Danny on that cliff as, so cool. as she flies off was an unbelievable shot. It but we really cool. would be remiss to continue to talk about white walkers and whites and not talk about benjin showing up and as soon as he had his little what do we call his spinny thing it's,
1: like a, it's sort of like a medieval flail but they we did those in color without a handle
0: <laughs> <In> <laughs> was
1: it on fire
0: i just want to remind me of no it was okay. not on fire <laughs>
1: what was what was it exactly i
0: have no idea just
1: uh oh, like
0: what we would do in y- color well, what,
1: if it wasn't a thing that was on fire what was it
0: just like a flag
1: oh okay so flags
0: yeah but okay. it just remind me of the same, okay. same hand motion mm-hmm. same movement
1: that's a good weapon to fight whites, though. It just clips off their head, clips off their head. He's got some kind of, looks That's like, holy movement. fire in there. Yeah. That was beautiful. That was Jon Snow's uncle. And the after after the episode information that David and Dan were speaking about, I loved how they said, you know, we knew this was going to be a critical moment. We only had so much time. How do we establish what Benjen is going to communicate to Jon? Yeah. And it was so good when yeah. he just pulled down his mask and just like almost stuck his head out. Like it's me. Yeah. Let's go. It's
0: especially with John, somebody <gasps> who John since day one was just talking. That's all he cares know, about. To Emily really. Yeah. So badly. Yeah. And I totally agree that after the episode, when they're talking about that made that scene even more oh, yeah. special. Yeah. They talked about how Benjen slash cold hands. What are we supposed to call him? <laughs> ben <Ben-gen>? um, hands. <laughs> <laughs> They were talking about how cold hand slash Benjen hasn't really had a purpose since. He's kind of been in this middle ground yeah. since everything that has happened to him. And so this kind of gave him his opportunity to fulfill his mm-hmm. destiny. So when I first see Benjen show up, I was like, well, that's kind of random, I guess, sort of. But also, cool, closure, it's poetic. Cold. That's awesome for John. <laughs> cold. Yeah. But to have them talk about how he's kind of fulfilling, after he's been in this middle ground, fulfilling some yeah. sort of destiny, to me, I thought it was... Poetic in a nice way.
1: I also wish they wouldn't have said anything. Because it makes sense that he would be there. He saved Brand. He keeps an eye on what's going on, I don't right? I think David
0: and Dan should have said anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, I understand that he hasn't been a part of the story, but he's cold hands, you know? Cold hands hangs out north of the wall. There's so many characters. Right.
0: And cold hands tends to show up almost every time people are north of the wall.
1: I don't know. It made sense to me. Yeah. I I don't know if other folks have an issue with it. If you do have an issue with it, you should write us and tell us. I just I thought it was nice. Mm-hmm for for John to he was going through a lot in this episode I know we're gonna have to watch it again because it's just all the action kind of blended together but they each individually like faced their own fears and demons Talk and about
0: the hound in the paths. amount of time you had to come to face to face with fire I
1: know and yeah. he let thoros get mauled by that bear yeah and that was tough because you know that he didn't want that to happen and that's just one part of it that wasn't even on the the lake or up on the or the island or up on the wall that they eventually went to so we're definitely gonna need to analyze this more. John was going through it a yeah. lot, I and mean, he went back down in that puddle. I was like looking around for salt and smoke, and I saw long yeah. claws. Like, okay, <laughs> <and> long <Galang laughs> claws there, but I feel like he's already—I don't know—we've already been past all of that now. Obviously, because he's acknowledging the Lord of Light. Yep, and people at will in this show will just make fire come off their swords. Yep, and they're cooler than anything I've ever seen.
0: The sword flaming sword did not disappoint
1: oh my god, it did not
0: disappoint every single time the
1: photography on those action scenes like just just pre island when it wasn't a gray and dismal kind of rocky blue it was like they were doing the lower shots they were tilting the camera up and you could see the sky in the background and they would have the orange glow off the Mm -hmm. the sword Mm -hmm. hitting their faces Mm -hmm. it was so nice it was so good it was so nice what a way to shoot it
0: yeah when they circled up from that trailer uh, yeah. scene, when they shot overhead, yeah. what did you say? I, I forgot what I you said. I just screamed. <laughs>
1: yes, you <did. laughs> at some point we just started making noises, and like we were sitting here on the couch, and I just abandoned everything. I, I got the rolling chairs. I'm sitting up here.
0: <laughs> You're like sitting like two inches from the TV. Yeah, I had to.
1: It was it was nonstop intensity. Yeah, it was nonstop.
0: I feel like I didn't breathe the whole episode.
1: The way that they filmed the Night King and his cronies up on the hill who looked more aggressive than any of his cronies before also better hair the
0: one with the long hair is the one that scares me the most out of even almost the night king what's his deal i don't know but he's he's, who was he's the one that haunts my dreams he's (laughs)
1: one of craster's kids remember they're all
0: craster's kids Ooh, (laughs) damn
1: that makes him so much worse although so was gilly so
0: was gilly yeah we love gilly gilly saved the day you know what
1: I scratched that. Yeah, I take that. <laughs> you back. know what? The people that were wor- the worst people at Crasters were, were the Night's Watch people that went there later and yeah. turned into a, a, a living nightmare, yeah. which John talked about in this episode. Mm-hmm. Jorah, you know, I, we avenged your, your father. What he didn't say is I, I stuck Long Call to the back of someone's head and out of his mouth. Yeah. Jorah's almost fallen off a dragon in this episode.
0: First of all, Jorah was on a dragon. Jorah was on a dragon. <laughs> Jorah was on a dragon.
1: From grayscale death to flying
0: on a dragon with north Danny north of the
1: wall yeah with Danny the hound picking up a white that he hilariously has not like at some point i feel like one of them would have been like all right, fuck this plan there's a lot of zombies here yes! 10,000 of them no not him they
0: stuck to the plan he had he had the white over his shoulder as they're like running trudging, across the lake yeah, yeah running to go <laughs>
1: that's so cool the
0: hound was peak hound in this episode
1: this was peak game of thrones
0: yeah i mean this was peak this, game this, of thrones I
1: mean, it was just when the the camera pulled back and they were on the island. And yeah, showing surrounded. Time passing. Uh-huh. There was nothing they could do. And it was those guys. hmm What was your least favorite scenes in this episode? Pretty strange to say Arya and Sansa. I know. Right? While we Brienne? were
0: While we were watching the Reunited episode. Reunited
1: after season one.
0: Every time we cut to Winterfell, I said out loud, I can't believe Winterfell is my least favorite. Because... I just always really look forward to those scenes. Mostly last season, not as much this season. I just have been not thrilled with kind of the way that things have been playing out. And this could be me being overly biased, but I just feel like Sansa and Arya's banter back and forth just like isn't doing it for me. Although the one thing that did do it for me is when Sansa learns that Arya was in the crowd when Ned was beheaded. And she didn't realize that that was, when Aria talks about how her dress was so beautiful and blah, blah, she betrayed her family, whatever.
1: Well, what about that is important to you? I just thought it was cool. Yeah. It's not
0: important at all. I just felt like that was a moment that landed.
1: It landed for you. That's good That though. moment
0: landed for me. That moment, didn't, you didn't like that moment? I
1: just felt.
0: What are your thoughts? Just, what, I, I just don't love Sansa and Arya.
1: I thought that earlier in the season, it was misdirection. Mm-hmm and it just we hoped it, that
0: it was misdirection. It felt
1: like smart, interesting misdirection where they were taking over and they were being confident and they were they were coming together after all the stuff they had gone through. Like even in this episode they spoke about how much they had personally gone through. I just didn't see it boiling down to a well I went through something worse than you off like a contest.
0: It's like what was that? It's like the the community, the fandom going back and forth and arguing who's better, Sansa or Arya? And this what this is what that felt like to me. Really. Which is them facing off of I'm better because I did this, I'm better because I did this. And that's I feel like in the story as a whole, that's not the real They're it's making just such compar- a
1: simplified approach to those complex women yeah, It doesn't make like sense to me. Yeah, like making
0: these sweeping judgments about each other without even I don't know. I feel like it as you said it overly simplifies these very complex relationship. Yeah. It makes their relationship Seem like nothing has changed since season one. And granted, they haven't been together, but neither has any of these other characters been together. No one is
1: what they were in season one. And so the fact no that one. they're
0: kind of coming back and continuing to do some of. I don't know. I'm not. I don't love it. I don't love it.
1: I'm trying to understand it because the people that make the show are way smarter than I am. You know what I mean? So right. I'm trying to get what the point is. Is it because it's approachable to how many people watch Game of Thrones that it makes sense that maybe. Although they've, and we think we said this earlier in, in the season, it could be that although they've learned so much, when they come home and they're together they at home, back into their old... that it just makes sense.
0: But John and Sansa didn't do that. No, I know that they're, they're different people, and so you sure. know we can't. Like
1: Littlefinger is his plans working?
0: That's what I was going to say. Is like we were so adamant, and I still fairly believe that Littlefinger is not at the top of his game right now. But to see, I, I very much thought, and anybody who's listening heard me say that this rift between Sansa and Arya was just something that Littlefinger was trying to create that wasn't actually going to
1: And they were playing work, into it, that they right? Were gonna play into you thought? It. Okay.
0: Yeah, that they were going to kind of play into it and that in reality, that wasn't going to be reality. That Littlefinger wasn't going to be able to drive a wedge between them. Right. But I, I feel like he's been successful, sort of. This even really hasn't been Sansa him necessarily. Sansa broke into
1: Arya's room to steal evidence basically what I'm trying to say is you remember when Danny was making fun of heroes with with Tyrion, yes. mm-hmm. right? It's, it's a theme in this episode mm-hmm. and we see it spoken about figuratively. We see it applied and then we see it carried out for a, an episode that was limited to such places. You know, we got long walking scenes, yeah. which was awesome. But yeah. for such a, complex episode in such an easy environment even the the small toss-off of Gendry you're the fastest but also we they were treating him as a young guy you know he's whinging he's saying all this stuff like I think that they were understanding his role in it and like the danger that they were going into plus they just needed someone to run there I'm kind of rambling but my point is there were so many layers to this episode about how people work with each other the hierarchies and respect and love and care and so with all that being said I just It just, it didn't really sit with me that after all that they'd been through that Sansa, although she's learned so much about playing the game, like was the point of of the context of all the stuff in this episode to tell us that, well, Sansa is playing the game and she's awesome. She was just trying to steal evidence to simplify things. Like, Mm -hmm. is that... That's not something her father would do, but her father was killed. So right. who the hell like what does he know? Right. Is that what the point is? Or I don't know. I don't know what they're, what
0: they're trying I don't to know play what the at. lesson is here. Yeah. I'm not totally sure either. In an episode where I can be convinced that John and Danny
1: Did it are, work? We haven't talked about this. Okay, good. Sorry.
0: We've talked about this whole season about how those scenes haven't hit with us necessarily.
1: It was the cave scene. I just I, I but I didn't dislike their interactions. I just thought the cave scene was kind of like the plan yeah you know, just, right i get it but just call george <laughs> again these people are so much smarter than i am when it comes to this stuff i don't know i, I just, know
0: but what i'm saying is in an episode where i felt like the john and danny scenes solidified what i'd kind of been a little wishy-washy on how i felt about the these two characters so getting you're, close are, so are you in i mean i think i'm in i don't want to say that i'm 100 head over heels crazy in but You see it and you feel it in this episode. So in an episode that can convince me that that relationship can work out and that that relationship is real and has depth to it and it's complex and has layers and levels. What does an episode where Sansa and Arya can't portray that same thing to me? And maybe that's how we're supposed to be feeling is that they're sisters and why can't they just talk to each other? This could all get worked out so easily. Maybe that's how we're supposed to be feeling.
1: They did a good job with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe they are, but none of it landed for me. I don't, and I don't like to complain about it because oh, you no, no. you know, like I don't like to complain about these kinds of things. So I'm not necessarily complaining. I guess I'm just, as we're saying, I'm questioning. Just curious.
1: Yeah, I want to know the point. This yeah. means that I was wrong. If Arya walks into a room and threatens Sansa, even if she pulls back, and I, I don't, even I don't, you know, whatever the context is, when I, I felt like I was just watching a whole different show. I, I don't. It was not bad. It was just, I guess, I'm wrong because I just didn't see Arya as a person. After what she's gone through, that would ever do that to her family. Mm-hmm. Why would she do that to Sansa? Yeah, I don't Maybe know. Maybe she doesn't trust Sansa. Maybe she thinks that Sansa really is working with... It's just... So that option, I'm just whew, out the window. Mm-hmm. So I see them as a whole different variable for season eight, which is really disappointing because I thought that they were going to be... And they probably will. Again, I don't know anything. I, I had a feeling that they would be mixed in with John and Danny and the heroes and not be well, what? at home... Fucking with Littlefinger. Yeah. What the hell?
0: What are they going to think about when they find out that John bent the knee?
1: I have no idea. I just thought that we were waiting for a more refined, like, here we are. And watch, we get it next week. I know. (laughs) And we've been whinging in this (laughs) episode the whole time. (laughs) My mouth's moving and I'm complaining. I don't
0: believe that they can both have suffered as much as they have suffered and have grown up as much as they've grown up and come back home and- continued to be kids. Aria
1: was so impressed with everything that she was saying out loud. Yes. She like flips the dagger and hands it to her and walks out.
0: It is what it is. We have one episode left in this season to kind of resolve that. And it'll be interesting to see how and if that is something that gets resolved or this is an issue that we're gonna continue to think about as we head into season eight.
1: What are they doing exactly?
0: What are they doing with the Winterfell storyline?
1: Is the story there? John's gone. Are you going to try to turn everybody against him while he's gone? Is that the story? Because Bran's there, and that's really compelling. We didn't even get to see Bran in this episode unless he's the Night King. We got to see a lot of him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what's going on with him?
0: I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's a lot of moving pieces in Winterfell with Littlefinger, the Northern Lords, Bran.
1: When Arya said, this, when she was telling the story about think Ned standing Mormont. over... Uh, and watching her oh, yeah. find the boat. That yeah. was an amazing story. It was. With Ned clapping.
0: I did love that story. I thought that was I thought that was a really cool story. It, it was a nice callback to Ned
1: she's just like, Sansa, you weren't out there because you're just in there knitting. That's
0: what I was saying. (laughs) Sansa and Arya are talking to each other the way that people talk to each other when they're arguing about who is quote-unquote better, Sansa or Arya, which is not even an argument to even be had because both are great in their own right.
1: Maybe after more viewing is the perspective of of the stakes. I mean, maybe it's a relief that they're having these kind of troubles instead of actually trying to outsmart Littlefinger and trick him for no reason when they could easily just have him taken care of if that was the plan mm-hmm. maybe this is better that they're working through their stuff and I don't know trying to be honest about losing their father and losing their mother and losing all their family members and just having everything be so different and then for all that Arya went through which was horrible
0: Yeah, for all that she through went through n- not to mention Harrenhal. and she completely dismissed everything that Sansa's been through
1: yeah that was strange Sansa says out loud, I have a hundred men that will- And then
0: Brienne is there to protect them because I think that one of them is going to try to kill each other. Kill each other.
1: Because Arya can practice well with a sword. So I felt like they were stretching too much, right? Like they're assuming too much. But then she steps into the room with Sansa and
0: just lays it down. I swear. (laughs) (laughs) I swear.
1: Maybe she's playing a psychological game with Sansa. Or maybe they're counting on Littlefinger being right outside the door watching through a hole in the wall no. or something. And no, 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 I'm no, just no. paranoid.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> That's no, 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 what no. I was
1: saying earlier. It, it's not that it was just one scene, it was like several different moments. And
0: this isn't John and Sansa. We got John and Sansa having conversations and kind of like backdoor working out with each other and in front of people, bickering a little bit.
1: Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Finding great talent can be tough.
0: Thankfully, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then, their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you, it finds them.
1: In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. No juggling emails or calls to your office. You simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard.
0: Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash owns.
1: That's ZipRecruiter.com slash O-W-N-S. One more time... To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash owns. Today's show is sponsored by Blue Apron.
0: Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. For less than $10 a meal, they deliver seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients right to your door. As someone who doesn't cook at home very often, it is so nice to have all of the fresh ingredients at my door when I need them.
1: Blue Apron is completely flexible, so you can customize your recipes each week and choose a delivery option that fits your needs. And Blue Apron's Freshness Guarantee promises that every ingredient arrives ready to cook, or they'll make it right. Some of the meals available in August include...
0: Basil pesto chicken with summer vegetable panzanella. Sauteed shrimp and green beans with globe tomatoes, spinach, and orzo pasta. Whole grain pasta and summer vegetables with heirloom tomato caprese salad. Miso Butter Salmon and lo mein Noodles with Cucumber and Charmed Tomatoes, and Meatball Pizza with Fresh Mozzarella Cheese and Charmed Tomatoes.
1: You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com owns. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait.
0: That's blueapron.com owns. Blue Apron, a better way to cook.
1: So if they're at this level of the game now, they would be at the level of people, I can't think of names exactly to compare them to, but back at season one, those kinds of people, Jamie and Cersei, for example, in the tower, make mistakes. Of course. They weren't the final form or near to the final form that they are now. And so what if for the scope of the story, which would make a lot of sense, and it's the kind of thing George R. R. Martin does, and it would be really interesting if the HBO show does it, but to give our younger characters to be casualties to that is quite bold. Like, what if it's just part of their growing process? And- I mean,
0: we have talked about how the New World Order, kind of, and these people who were the kids that we were introduced to at the beginning are now running the world.
1: Lady of Winterfell.
0: Are going to make the same mistakes that they're, the people before them made. Yeah. So, I don't know. They
1: don't just get Stark invisibility armor. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But they don't just, oh, we're Starks, so we're the best characters in the story right. and we're just right. better than everyone. Right. It's just, that's not realistic either. Yeah. I have feelings on this.
0: Yeah, me too. Damn. So we'd love for everybody listening to send in your own thoughts on just how Sansa and Arya and Winterfell kind of played out in this episode, what we think about where this is going, what we think about the meaning behind their relationship. I'm just curious to think that if, Zach and I are just in our own bubble of like feeding, off each, in other. Room <laughs> feeding off each other. Literally in the room, we haven't left. Feeding off each other, we don't like
1: this. It could be in this room <laughs> I know. only. You know, I'm sorry for everyone listening if that's the case. It's just
0: yeah, or are we I just completely know. off base. I don't know. I'm curious to see what people yeah. like genuinely what people are, are thinking and saying. So definitely send those thoughts our way.
1: One of my favorite episodes of the show, though.
0: Oh, I love this episode. Oh my gosh. I loved it. Loved it. Loved oh my it. gosh. But that's the thing is, I think that we can be critical of specific moments and still love the whole episode.
1: Then the Night King, those shots. When, when he was throwing it and aiming it, and the, the lance going through the sky and stuff, when Drogon appeared, period, mm-hmm. and John ducked again for the second time mm-hmm. this season because mm-hmm. Drogon was sweeping <laughs> by. Oh my gosh. Yep. And I know that we, we want to talk about John and Daenerys before we stop recording. And that battle, when he looks up at her, mm-hmm. he was like, oh my God, this is the baddest person on the planet.
0: Yeah. Or when she looks down at him and yeah. she sees a situation that he's in, mm-hmm. that he put himself in. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really loved when she lands and she puts her hand down for John to climb up onto the dragon with her, onto mm-hmm. Drogon with her. I was just like, please, just go and just ride off into the sunset. He Talking can. about this hero thing that she and Tyrion are having this conversation. Mm-hmm. John doesn't do that. He immediately turns around and continues to fight
1: protects his friends protects his friends yeah. that
0: was was really i just thought that that moment between them was was neat it was cool and it made me excited about john being on dragon
1: i know you were like <laughs> rewind did they just <laughs> get on there i was like do you really want me to rewind Because <laughs> there's a Desperate whole bunch times. of there's like <laughs> yeah, so know. many things happening also they look like uh they're zombies now
0: what are you talking remember about
1: remember when the body the red shirt fell in the pile and they just got exploded by oh, their hands. Yeah, and you yeah, were yeah. like, oh, there's zombies. You, you said it's The Walking Dead. Oh,
0: yeah. It did look like The Walking Dead, sort of.
1: I felt like Whites this is so nitpicky. I felt like Whites were more resilient in the early seasons.
0: You just said two <laughs> minutes ago that we're not allowed to be critical anymore. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Since when can you just hit them with your sword and they go, ugh, like the putties from Power Rangers. Power you Rangers. You know what I mean?
0: I still don't think that it was simple.
1: Were they getting back up and fighting, you think?
0: Yeah, I don't think it was that simple. Okay. I definitely feel like it was a struggle. So cool. I'm not really worried about oh, that. Oh,
1: no, it wasn't simple. I'm just, you know, they're supposed to be like unfazed, you know, and you cut off their arm and it's like, well, I'll just stab you with my bone now. Right. But I feel like they were just kind of hitting them with their sword and they're like, oh, falling dead.
0: I mean, they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know.
0: Can we just talk about something that we both loved? I both agree on it. I'm
1: just (laughs) curious about the whites. That's all. I really liked it.
0: I want to talk about John and Danny on the ship, headed back to Dragonstone, presumably. We don't know. I I mean, that's what my guess is going to be. John wakes up, Daenerys is there, and Daenerys talks about how she knows now and she understands the threat. She believes John, everything and john calls her danny and i lost my mind yeah john calls her danny for half a second danny hates it and he says all right how about my queen <laughs> yes he <laughs> did it you know it was in a way of john bending the knee that i yeah i liked it i really felt like it was a very touching scene between the two of them they're equals and they're partners and john realizes that I mean, they need each other. He
1: doesn't even want to be that thing anyway. He doesn't want to know?
0: He doesn't want to. And and they talk about how, well, what are the Northerners gonna think about this? And he says that people will eventually come to know Danny for who she is. And he says, I hope she says, I hope I deserve it. And he says, You do. Yeah. Tender yet heavy weighted moment between these two leaders. Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen bedside holding hands talking about an alliance
1: i mean she just lost one of her kids basically she
0: did she did and she t- she talks to to john about how she's never going to have real well not real children these are her real children mm-hmm. and she's not going to have human children <laughs> and that john is is there for her and that not Jora as much as he would love to be as much as he
1: would love to be. it's
0: john and danny having that conversation it's been a roller coaster a little bit for me with these John and Danny scenes. And I was just really pleased with, with how it played out in this episode.
1: I feel the same way. So Yeah. I really liked it. I was convinced. I thought that Amelia and Kit, their acting and their chemistry was just top notch. I don't know what the the set was like. I don't know if they were, you know, it was a strange space. It's hard for me to judge, but they made me feel like that they were actually there. It reminded me a lot. I know I said when we were watching it, it reminded me a lot of, Tyrion waking up after Blackwater. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. but it was kind of the same for John, but he wasn't greeted by the same kind of future that Tyrion was greeted with. He was greeted by Daenerys of all people. Yeah. The Daenerys Targaryen and Alone. Yeah, alone. And he takes her hand and he looks her in the eye like a man and he tells her everything that is the truth inside of him and she takes it. And I didn't feel like any I didn't feel like it was necessary for him to say the stuff that he was saying, but he was just like, you know what?
0: It was from the heart. It was
1: from the heart. It was from the heart. You saw what she did. Mm-hmm. I and mean, the special effects were awesome, but if if we're gonna imagine this pretend world is real, she swoops in at the nick of time with the baddest villains in the world. Against all
0: odds. Against all odds, against all Tyrion mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense for her to fly like that. No. With three of her dragons, one of them whom she sacrifices. Yep. John understands that.
1: Yeah, that was something because I mean, John basically was obtuse in signing off his life. Essentially, and the way that she was referring to Jora and people like John, you know, going off, she just kind of already wrote him off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not really, but the way she was referring to him, so I think that John thought about that a lot, or at least it had something to do with what he was saying mm-hmm. with his bedside manner. But I'm curious to to those of you listening if you've been. Hesitant on the John and Daenerys stuff because it, it, I don't, there's a lot of reasons why I think a lot of people might not like it just from preference because it has always seemed like what was going to happen. Yeah. And some folks might be eye-roly about touching moments. I don't know. I personally really enjoy them, but I think this one will be hard to debate for anyone after the loss that she had just taken and their friends dying and, you know, John and Benjamin and just riding back in the nick of time. I know that this episode took a lot of, Pretty big leaps. Mm -hmm. I've seen some thoughts about the mechanics of the fight and, oh, it just so happened to be an island here and it just so happened to be a rock here. It's like, yeah, well, you know, they're fighting whites and white walkers. You know, they wanted to make it compelling for television audiences and maybe the Night King and his friends behaved a little strange, Mm -hmm. but they took down a dragon. And they had a bunch of chains with them to pull the dragon out of the I'm water. I'm really,
0: really, really excited to rewatch this episode.
1: That preview was was wild. The
0: preview opens with Grey Worm. Yeah. I mean, so we <laughs> that's all anyone needs yeah. to know. <laughs> I thought that
1: I was really excited for Beyond the Wall and Beric Dondarian and Thoros and I, all these interactions I didn't even know I was going to get and Gendry being there. I thought I was so excited for Beyond the Wall. But after seeing who's going to be there yeah. in King's Landing, I just don't. I it's just don't know if finale. anything's ever happened like that it's before the on the show.
0: I was really, really, really excited about this episode. And I it, it held up. It lived up to oh, it yeah. for me. Oh, yeah. Which I'm really happy about because I was so excited to sit down and watch this episode. So excited to do it the right way that I didn't watch it. Didn't watch the leak. The Night King has a dragon. <laughs> the Night King has a dragon. And like bears and, and God eye, knows what else. The eye opens up. And that's the end of the episode.
1: So to get back to your original question... I don't know if it's a white or a white walker, but it might be a white dragon. This was really fun. This is really this good. This is really fun. Um, what was your own? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> my own is definitely going to go to some of the conversations that happened with the seven mm-hmm. people. As I'm scrolling through my notes, here's a couple of them that point out. When Don Dondarrion says to Clegane, we'll meet again, Clegane, and he says... <laughs> I hope not <laughs> with a little bit more intensity when something that we already talked about when Jora and Beric are talking about Pike and Jorah says that ironborn thought you were some kind of God swinging fire sword. I thought you were the bravest man I ever knew. And he goes just the drunkest. So I just, I mean, I know this is cheating. This is what you do. This is what it feels like to be you and give your own. <laughs> just
1: honestly, we're in your house. This is oh, your this rules is all the way. We, didn't talk about. we watched the episode with subtitles on.
0: I always watch the episode of sometimes on. That was new. (laughs) I guess I'm just gonna give this very overall arcing own to as I opened the episode with the conversations that we got between those guys as they were traveling north and the space that we got to spend with them and just their quips back and forth. I felt like were so great and I was into them. So own to that. Yeah, I mean,
1: I I mean, you give to whatever you want. I I
0: know. It's hard to choose. It's hard to choose. I
1: know. Part of me, just wants to say Tormund and Sandor Clegane. Yeah, they got each other there yeah. toward the end. It's like you guys didn't have to give me that.
0: I, I felt, felt like, like that was for, for you. Yeah, <laughs> it, was it was very specifically <laughs> targeted to you and your interests, and so I was very happy for you. I just you nothing, <laughs> no words, <laughs> nothing to say.
1: I, I'm blessing right now. Mm. I really liked it a lot.
0: As always, we're going to be back a little bit later this week with a more in depth discussion about about this Beyond episode the wall. with with another. Yes. We did this by ourselves. We didn't talk about how it was just the two of us. But we'll be back later this week with more discussion about Beyond the Wall. We have been posting questions on watchers and on our social media. If you want to follow along and answer those discussion questions that are t- yet to be determined.
1: Thank you for hanging out with us tonight
0: and for tweeting at us. Yeah, that's all what I meant owns. to say. Yeah. It's our favorite thing.
1: Pretty, pretty good tonight. That was a lot of fun.
0: Later this week, our next episode. This is our last episode where we can really take stock before we watch the final episode of the season, which seems unbelievable.
1: Final episode of the season, and then however long the wait is for the conclusion of what's happening here. And like, do you see the pieces sort of going into place with the the preview from the finale where it's kind of like the Night King's doing this stuff, he just got his dragon. They go down here and it's like, all right, let's face this down. So something's going to happen there and it's going to come out however which way. And then so... You know, everyone's kind of in place for the eighth season. And I I have a feeling that it's going to kind of feel a lot like this one did, but even better, which I'm totally cool with. It's been it's been a blast. Honestly, it's been a really good season of the show. It's been different. John is hanging out with Daenerys in a ship.
0: I'm really excited to see how they wrap this all up. It's
1: going to be a lot of fun.
0: We are going to be watching this episode again. Or we're going to, well, not this episode. We're going to be watching the finale together.
1: We will be watching the finale together and all of our friends.
0: And if you're going to be in New York next Sunday, August 27th, and you want to join us for the Long Night's Watch Party, you are. Encouraged. We would More love to welcome. have you there. We would love to have you there. You can find details and, and event information by going to, oh, and RCP, which is important, by going to TLNW.party, the Long Night's Watch party. And we'll hopefully see a lot of you in a week. Ice Dragons. Ice Dragons.
1: Thoros is dead.
0: Rest in peace.
1: Gendry's very good at cardio.
0: Thanks again, you guys, for for hanging out with us. It's been so fun for Zach and I to record in the same room together and to watch the episode. And so we hope you guys have had as much fun as we have had. Yeah. (laughs) Good night, everyone. (laughs) We'll see you later.